Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the September 2015 CTSS quiz. Hard to believe it's September. It was like 110 degrees yesterday. So uh, September is here, but we'll see how uh, cool it gets. But anyway, speaking about cool, I have 10 super cool cases for you. I think they're great cases. So without further ado, let's get started. This is an interesting patient. The patient has a history of familial polyposis, and I'm asking what the best diagnosis is. When you look at the images, the key finding is a mass in the abdominal wall within the rectus muscle. Now you could say perhaps this is a malignancy. Okay, that's a thought. Maybe it's a sarcoma. But patients with polyposis commonly will develop desmoid tumors. They can be at surgical sites or within muscle. They can be in the retroperitoneum. This is a very nice example of a desmoid tumor. It's not a seroma. It's patient hasn't had recent surgery, and that's typically lower density. Um, it's not lymphoma, though theoretically it could be lymphoma just based on the CT appearance. Lymphoma in muscle is fairly rare, and surely within the rectus muscle is fairly rare. And with polyposis, that makes you go with a desmoid tumor. This is an interesting case, and it's a very common case on a daily basis. How do we describe the left renal lesion? Well, when you look at it, there's non-contrast and arterial. It's a cystic lesion, and on the non-contrast, there are thin septations, which are harder to see on the single section, but they're there, or on a section nearby. It does not enhance, so it's water density, and I could have put the cursors on it. It stays at five Hounsfield units from the non-contrast to arterial and stay the same on delayed phase imaging. The fact the lesion is cystic, with now talking about a cystic lesion, you can get cystic renal cell carcinomas, but they typically have thickened walls or nodularity. It's not that. This could be a simple cyst, but then we see the thin septations and faint calcification. So that means it isn't a simple cyst or even a simple Bosniak 2 cyst. This is a Bosniak 2F cyst. Now, in the majority of cases, Bosniak 2F cysts, thin septations, maybe thin faint calcifications, are going to end up being benign. Sometimes, occasionally, they can end up being malignant within time. So you want to be very careful. Bosniak 2F cysts typically will get short-term follow-up, usually at 6 and at 12 months. This is a great case. What's the most accurate diagnosis? You look at the kidneys, axial and 3D coronal, and you see a normally functioning left kidney the right kidney is enlarged. There's a staghorn calculus in the renal pelvis and additional calculi in the calyces. I said the kidney was large. There's dilated calyces, staghorn calculus. There's minimal, if any, renal function. Well, I have just described to you a classic entity. It's not bilateral renal calculi. I guess you could think about an abscess, and these things can be infected. And acute polynephritis, stridonephrogram is the classic finding. But this patient could have infection, but what this patient has is xanthogranulomatous polynephritis, or XGP, classic chronic inflammatory process, typically associated with a staghorn calculus. Kidneys can get large. It can be the whole kidney, as it typically is, as in this case, will be portions of the kidney. It is not uncommon to see associated psoas abscesses in these patients. Wonderful case. This case is a patient who's 50-ish with hematuria. So we're thinking tumor, whether it's a renal tumor or a ureter tumor or bladder tumor. 
And when you look at these two images, what you see is a normally functioning left kidney, and both on the uh, early and late phase imaging, dilated calyces and dilated renal pelvis, and at the level of the renal pelvis is soft tissue thickening. Now, this is not stone obstruction because you don't see a stone, and you see this infiltration in the pelvis. It's not XGP because you don't see a renal calcification. Could it be a stricture? I guess that's a possibility with obstruction, but then you would see typically obstruction with perhaps a smaller kidney. Here there's obstruction, but there's infiltration around the UPJ, and this was a transitional cell carcinoma. I think you could think about a stricture, but you really have to prove to me it's not transitional cell. The way the calyces look, the way the renal pelvis looks with the enhancement, this is classic for a transitional cell carcinoma. Just a very nice example. This is a great case because it makes you think a little bit. When you look at this case, you see a cystic necrotic mass in the left neck. First thing I think about is a venous thrombosis. Could this be jugular vein thrombosis? Well, it could be, but then you end up seeing the venous structures, which are compressed on the left side but intact. Could it be a thyroglossal duct cyst? Those are typically in midline and more lower in position. Could this be an abscess? It could be. IV drug abuse, not uncommon to get abscesses in the neck. Sometimes they involve the vessels. You get a jugular vein thrombosis plus an abscess. But when you look at the images, you realize this is away from the vessels, though near the vessels. It's... Um, on multiple sections, it tracks downward. And again, if you said abscess, I couldn't exclude this, but this was necrotic nodes due to lymphoma. And lymphoma can give very necrotic nodes. This patient had extensive nodes in the cervical region, as well as in the anterior and middle mediastinum. Very nice example. This is a great case. If you look at the images on the axial, you see an enhancing mass in the subcutaneous tissues. So what could this be? Lymphoma mycosis fungoides, metastasis, all possibilities. Could it be a sarcoma? Absolutely. Abscess is a possibility, but when you start looking at it a bit more like on the 3D images, you can see there are really one large mass but multiple additional masses. This really represents multiple nodules. This was metastatic renal cell carcinoma. Lymphoma can involve the subcutaneous tissues as can mycosis fungoides. But typically, now with this degree of enhancement, the other thing important in this case is look at the full image. You see the left kidney. You see the right kidney is missing. The patient has had a right nephrectomy. So this was renal cell carcinoma metastatic to the subcutaneous tissues. Just a wonderful example. And as classic for clear cell renal cell carcinoma, the metastases are often very vascular. This is a classic case, but I thought I would show you this one. Arterial and venous phase imaging, vascular mass, right lobe of liver, best seen arterial phase, becomes a little bit less obvious on venous phase. The liver is cirrhotic. This is a classic case. Could it be a hepatic adenoma? I guess theoretically, but usually you don't see cirrhosis. It doesn't enhance like FNH, and surely doesn't enhance like a mangioma. When I have a cirrhotic liver, I'm thinking hepatoma, hepatoma, hepatoma. Could this be an intrahepatic cholangio? It could be, but usually they're not as vascular. This is a classic example of hepatoma. It also shows you why hepatomas are so much better seen in arterial phase imaging because of their vascularity. This is a great case, and you have to look at the case carefully and think about it without looking at the answers to really appreciate it. 
You see the right pulmonary artery coming from left to right, classic location. Then the left pulmonary artery looks fine till you realize the left pulmonary artery is now posterior to the trachea and it's between trachea and esophagus. It's in the wrong place. This is not a PAVM and this is not anomalous pulmonary venous return and this is not situs inversus obviously. This is an anomalous course of the left pulmonary artery as it tracks between the trachea and the uh, descending aorta. This is what's typically referred to as a pulmonary sling. Sometimes you get compression on the airway. Sometimes it's totally asymptomatic. This was a 40-ish-year-old female with acute abdominal pain. And I'm showing you two images. But what you see in the first image is a mass in the liver with blood. And then I show you an image of the pelvis which shows you more blood. So you have to ask the question, what in the liver can give you a bleed? Well, if you had trauma, that would be good, but I'm not showing you trauma. Hemangiomas theoretically can bleed. I've never seen one bleed except when it was biopsied. FNHs typically don't bleed. Hepatomas and hepatic adenomas both can bleed. Um, tough call, right? Well, the liver's not cirrhotic. And my rule is if you see spontaneous bleed, it's always hepatic adenoma. It can be hepatoma, can be metastasis. So let's go with statistics and call this hepatic adenoma, which it indeed was. Now remember, hepatic adenomas can often be pre-malignant, so it's going to be treated with surgery anyway. But beautiful example of a spontaneous rupture of hepatic adenoma with bleed. Often when you have spontaneous rupture, you can't see the lesion on the CT. This patient has back pain. What's the best diagnosis? Well, what you see is a large left adrenal mass that's very vascular. So what could this be? Adrenal lymphangioma, those are cystic with calcification. Metastatic renal cell, they give vascular meds. Possibility, though, I don't see a renal mass here. Could this be a primary adrenal carcinoma? Absolutely positively. They can be very vascular. Um, they can be uh, necrotic. That's a good possibility. And finally, pheochromocytomas. Pheochromocytomas are often very, very vascular. Uh, they can be in their entirety very vascular or only portions of the lesion. Uh, they can be usually three to five centimeters. They can be larger. So in this case, I have to admit, it could be a primary adrenal carcinoma. It could be metastatic renal cell carcinoma, or it could be a pheo. In fact, this ended up being a pheo. The patient had hypertension. The one thing this will never be is adrenal lymphangioma. So the correct answer would be D, adrenal lymphangioma. We've written an article about that, Steve Rowe, cystic lesion, rim-like calcification. This ain't an adrenal lymphangioma. So with that, I've given you 10 great cases. I hope you enjoy them as much as we enjoyed writing them for you. And with that, have a great day and see you next month. Bye-bye.